sa kuna show. Hi, I'm Ray Don Chong, and you're listening to Radio 8-Ball with Andras Jones. Radio 8-Ball, give us a say. In the studio, tempting fate. Putting questions, the songs which will randomly select with the help of our friend synchronicity. Radio eight ball, give us a shake. Radio eight ball, tempting fate. Radio eight ball, show. Welcome back to Radio 8 Ball, the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions, like picking musical tarot cards. I am your host, Andras Jones, here in Clatterin' Din Studios in Seattle, Washington, with our musical guest, Tobias the Owl. Hey, Andras. And Tobias has invited a guest to ask his question for this pop oracle divination session and that is his producer the great the illustrious sheldon gomberg welcome to the realm of the pop oracle sheldon well how you doing it's great to have you here what is it what is it like inviting an owl into your studio (laughs) well now uh it is a hoot (laughs) (laughs) we set you up for that one yeah I, i i almost missed it too so how did you how did you connect with with the man here with the man the bird himself? Well, who wants to answer that question, me or the man the bird himself, Mr. Owl? Um, I'll let you tell the story. I'll be the audience will be hearing a lot from you. So, all right, I I can only attest to my portion of it. But uh, <laughs> so uh, I got an email one day from Mr. Owl asking me if I would be interested in producing the record, and I think if if you know how sometimes you see a movie and it tells you the end of the movie and then it goes back to the beginning? Well, so we, I think the, the, the beginning for, as far as I can tell, is uh, there's a character by the name of Jonah Tolchin, who's a great artist, and he did a song of, of, uh, of Mr. Owls and, uh, called Low Life, and, and, um, and uh, I, on a fluke, Ended up mixing the record. A, a, a guy, Marvin Etzioni, who's done your show before, um, was producing the record, and Jonah was on the way out to uh, have David Vaught mix the record. And David had to go into the hospital on an emergency. And Marvin called me up and said, "Have you got a few days open?" And Jonah's on the airplane. Can you mix this record? And I said, "Yeah, I got three days." And uh, so they came over, and we had a great time. And and one of the songs, which was the bigger song off, off of Jonah's record was, was Low Life, which, uh, which um, Mr. Owl wrote, and, uh, and so that's probably how he heard about me was through um, Jonah and, uh, and my manager, who became Jonah's manager, and, uh, and then one thing led to another couple of things, and next thing I knew, uh, he asked me to do his record, and I, of course, jumped on it. So. Sweet. 
and that's too long-winded for you? No, 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 no. You tell. I want the. We want all the details. We want all the details. Okay. So, so right. that. So, so, uh, Mr. Owl. Yes. Uh, so, how did you? What what put Sheldon on the radar for you? Was it Jonah's uh, record, or did you were you familiar with him before that? Jonah. Uh, now since... be careful, because you could be calling me a liar right here. <laughs> No, uh, Jonah said some really nice things about Sheldon. And I think, you know, there was also, we had, we'd had a previous communication a couple of years before that, which was, I think I was, I had messaged you something about some other album that I was working on. And then we wanted to work together at that time and it just didn't work out time-wise or there was some other reason. And so then, I, you know, I, I had written a bunch of songs um, and, you know, Sheldon was, he's really been instrumental in, and we're going to have an album out this this summer, and Sheldon has been a huge part of uh, putting the album out. He's been sort of coaching, sort of mentoring, sort of putting together the talent for the album, and he's just he's just done a really really wonderful job. Well, I thank you. <laughs> and we should we should say that this isn't your first time producing and recording an artist. If someone looked you up online, they'd see that you've worked with. Ricky Lee Jones and Ben Harper and Eleni Mandel. Uh, Ricky and Eleni have both been on Radio 8 Ball and the Living Sisters with Anara George, who's also been on Radio 8 Ball, and Peter Case, also Jonah Tolchin, who will be uh, coming up now. I'm just looking at just the people on your list. Jackson Brown, who hasn't been on Radio 8 Ball, but will be one day. Oh, actually, no, that was a Jackson Brown tribute. Did you actually work with Jackson, though? Yeah. No, I didn't do the Jackson Brown tribute. That was Eleni. That was Eleni uh, and Anara. Anara put that on, I believe, and it was all Eleni. Oh, you're, oh wait, uh, I'm getting confused. Because uh, they did a, a tribute for for Eleni, and Jackson was on that. No, I didn't do a, a part of the... Oh, you know what? You caught me in a lie. I did do part of the... I did the Watkins Family Hour song for the Jackson Brown tribute. I forgot about that. But no. So I not only have you produced all these great, great records, but you're just a big liar. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's how you get to do that. So you yeah. get to produce records. You that's, what, that's what this makes... This Hollywood. <laughs> California. Um, right. <clears throat> well, I love finding out. I, I love... I, don't, I hope listeners to the show enjoy this as much as I do. I love finding out about the people who are... If you are the the if you're the rock stars, if you're the, the songwriters, if you're the the recording artists, you know people like you or like Marvin Etzioni. Uh, but maybe the listeners don't always know. And but then if you find out, if you go and look at your your stuff, you're like, oh, wow, he's on this record I loved, and this record I loved, and this record I love. I must really like this guy. <laughs> <laughs> so I love <clears throat> I love connecting those dots for myself, and also maybe setting the listeners. On uh, you know now start looking for Sheldon Gomberg on the well they don't have the back of records anymore so that's the that's the tough thing I guess you, yeah how do people find out who are the session musicians on records anymore they listen to Radio Eight Ball exactly <laughs> boy we just keep setting you up and you just keep hitting them home uh, <laughs> I got about a seven hundred batting average <laughs> now I honestly I as I'm and looking, right next to the stadium too yeah we so are as well. Yeah. <laughs> Which the, and the stadium that is no longer there, that was there when I grew up, was Six Stadium. Do you remember that? The Six? You mean King, the Kingdom? No, Six Stadium was the old baseball stadium there. And God, long, long time ago. Oh wow! When it was the Seattle Pilots. When, when the Seattle Pilots, yeah, exactly. Wow. Yeah. 
Honestly, Sheldon, I, as I as I look at your list of people you've worked with, I feel like we should just have you on the show sometime just on your own, and we can talk about all of the people that you've worked with that I'd love to I'd love to know about. But we can do you, have to get to your question for the Pop Oracle. Can you disconnect? Can you disconnect Tobias right now, and we can just get on with it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So that's how you. Pre- so not only do you lie to your te- to the people you work with, you're constantly trying to upstage them. Yeah, you get a foot in the door and you know don't let go, it's like a bulldog. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, go for it. So, um, question: uh, Can I do something that's like? Can I do something that hopefully nobody else has done on your show before? I hope you don't allow this kind of bullshit. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm going to ask three questions, and you decide which one you want to answer. How's that? Well, we can randomize that process. Let's see. What? What? Okay. Uh, I, I, I'll. You can ask three questions, and then I'll, I'll hold up. I'll hold up fingers for Andras because you won't see what fingers I'm holding up. Okay. And then I'll okay, hold up the great. fingers first, and then that yeah. way you won't know which question will be will be answered. Don't hold up the don't hold hold up the finger you're usually holding up towards me. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, what are the? So, tell us what the questions are. Okay, the first question is, if you were to order a pizza tonight, would it be medium or large? Okay. second question is, what does music mean to you? Is it an exorcism of your inner demons? Is it a cry for help? Is it an ego stroke? Or is it simply passion? And the third question is, which of the following are not divisible by three? 97, 81, 67, or 42? <laughs> well, I have to say I'm very glad that, that Tobias held up the number two, because there's only one good question there. Which is the second one? What? Well, what? They're well, all very good questions. Well, the, the last question is one that we that we could find the answer to with math. We don't need a pop oracle to. And the first one. Well, there's actually, there's actually a, a numerical song on the record, so that might answer it. Oh, well, that's true. That's, yes, that's, there is. Yeah, I see 1729. That. Yes. You just you just brushed me off right away. And said, oh, no well, see now, see there, question. you're trying now. You're trying to to target your answers. Uh, you're, no, I, I, oh, it's wonderful! This, oh, I love this. This is a great. Te- this is a great teaching opportunity for me with this Radio Eight Ball format. But, but I, I think that I mean we could probably have some fun with the first one. But Hobby did hold up two fingers before you okay. asked, so we are going to go with number two. What is the meaning of music? And when you say to you, that's just to everyone. To to because we're not really asking Tobias questions. Well, we're thought, asking I the universe. We were asking the Oracle. Yeah, we're, we're asking, asking the Oracle. So what is the meaning okay. of music? Is it an you said it was is it an ego an stroke? Exorcism, exorcism? An exorcism of your inner demons? Is it a cry for help? Is it an ego stroke or is it simply passion? Exorcism, cry for help, ego stroke or passion. Okay. So now to engage the pop oracle on your behalf, I am going to Oh, oh I yes. am going to pick a card. Any card. Pick a card, any card, pick a card, any card, pick a card, song number four. Song number four, which is The Wind and the Echo. Okay, so here it is, The Wind and the Echo. Years on end, 
Sheltered moments that we saved The home that we made And even when I lie with strength There was one
The Wind and the Echo, the answer to Sheldon Gomberg's question, why do you make music? Is it an exorcism, a cry for help, an ego stroke, <laughs> or for the passion? So, uh, Mr. Owl, Tobias, you want to tell us where that, uh, where that song comes from, a little bit of background on the song? That song uh, comes from um, the fact that uh, I mean, it's kind of a simple message that, you know, home and love are sort of intertwined. And, you know, so if, if you have love, if you're loved in this world, then you have a home. There's sort of an anchor for you in this world. Um, and vice versa, if you if you if you don't have love, I, f I feel like, you know, you're not quite grounded in this world. And so it's, uh, mm. it's sort of um, a prerequisite for finding your place in the world. That's kind of what the song is about. So if you were to think of how that song answers Sheldon's question, would you say that it it comes from one of those four quadrants? I don't think it... it I, I mean, so Sheldon knows that most of my songs are a desperate, desperate cry for help, of course. I was going <laughs> to... That's what I was probably saying. It was it leans more to a cry for help, I think. No, I, I, think, I think what it is, is um, it relates to a very fundamental reason why I make music. And that's because I, I feel like when I have an interaction with someone where they feel like one of my songs resonates with them, um, that to me is a very powerful moment whenever I experience it. And I think that the meaning, the, the reason why I wrote, I think the reason why that song answers Sheldon's question is um, it's because I think when I write songs, it's because when there's something deep inside of yourself and you realize that that same thing that may be in a, a deep, dark, very hidden corner of yourself also resonates with someone else. I think that is sort of a gesture of love. And I think that resonance is, is kind of an act of love. So when people resonate with my songs in different ways, I think that means that maybe I'm not so alone in this world. And maybe that's why I write songs to feel like there's something inside me that maybe to me feels like a very deep, dark, very personal buried corner. But um, that same uh, feeling resonates with a lot of other people. And therefore it means that, that there's something that's sort of an anchor to, to me and the people who love the songs in, in some different ways. Hmm. I think that's that's why it answers Sheldon's question, because the reason I make music is because I like knowing that those parts of me that are very personal, that maybe feel very isolated inside myself, are also in other people. So uh, what, did, what did you think about that as the answer to your question, Sheldon? Well, I'm still kind of feeling like uh, maybe... You know, like I said, I bat about 700, so I think maybe the 300 just came in right there where I, I missed that one. Um, <laughs> but uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how that answers. I I, I would say that uh, I, I know that um, he writes so many fantastic songs that relate to people, so he's certainly going to have a lot of uh, people relating to his songs really soon um, when they hear them, especially hear the new record. Um He's such a talented guy. But uh, I think I'm going to go back and rewrite the question and call in again in a week or two. <laughs> no, no. Uh, well, no, I think there were some really good things. First of all, to me, when I was listening to it, it, it felt like it wasn't an either or. Uh, like, particularly the line, <laughs> even when our lives were strained, there was one thing that remained. And uh, I'll be floating like wind on the ocean. I'll hear the echoes of your voice. That sense that music is there for us to be what we need it to be. When we need it mm. to be an exorcism, it's an exorcism. When we need it to be a cry for help, it's a cry for help. 
when it's uh, when well, we need it to be an ego stroke, this. you know, that's that's what it is for us. And obviously the passion, I think, motivates it. But like yeah. I think about like the the healthy like when you're feeling re like when you've just had a bad, I don't know, got fired from a job, someone broke up with you, you got rejected by the world. Never you know, happened. That's when it's like <laughs> you can put ego stroke in this sort of like I'm up on a stage strutting for you. But there are sometimes when what you need to like, is an ego stroke, like to and to be able to go mm -hmm. back when the world has told you no, to be able to go back to your guitar and play a song that you created and that you know that that sings of a better you than you than the world necessarily sees you as, like. Mm -hmm. I feel like the ego stroke that we get from music, not from audiences, but from music is a really hell is just as healthy as the cry for help or the exorcism or the, or the passion. I um, mean, yeah. I feel like it's that sense. I mean, we all know this, we're all musicians. And of course you have this experience, I'm sure Sheldon, that music is that home. Like when, when you can just put it to be able to put on a song that you love when things are rough, and be transported by it is such a, a huge gift, right? And to be the people who create yeah. those artifacts uh, is, a, you know, a gift on top of that. So, yeah. and I think Javi, uh, Toby, <laughs> whoever you are, I think you put it very well, like that idea that I take something that's really personal and dark and maybe embarrassing to me, put it into this thing that then you bring into your life and... It's it becomes something that's good and unifying. Yeah, and uh, you know I think that that song in particular also says something very personal about my friendship with Sheldon, because I feel like hmm. sometimes, like my relationship with music is very strained because I kind of lack confidence and and I think sometimes when there there have been moments we're working on an album together and there have been moments sometimes when I don't love the album enough to make it a complete project. And in those moments, your love for the album has really sort of taken over and you've done, you, I feel like the songs have found a home with you. So you've been sort of an anchor for the songs, even when I couldn't be. Oh, yeah. well, thank you. Yeah. So it's sort of like, like you are the wind and Sheldon is the echo. Hmm. No, that's incorrect. Oh, sorry, doctor. <laughs> no, you're very good at this, Andres. That's very good. That's very good. Can I say something else about that song? Yeah, yeah. And that, um, you know, um, The Wizard of Oz is sort of about, like, the journey for to a strange land and the journey home. And that song is going to be on the soundtrack for a sequel to The Wizard of Oz, Oz called The Steam Engines of Oz. And uh, that movie is going to be out this summer, and that song is going to be in the end credits and in the movie and on the soundtrack. Oh, and actually, right. my voice is going to be a character in, in that movie. It's a CGI movie. So, and wow. I get, I, there's a scene where I talk to William Shatner. And, Gee, yeah. I, the, the, just peeling the layers in this onion, you become become more of an enigma every time. Are you with <laughs> me, people? That's the kind of did he did he just did he just sort of sneak that in just on the tail end of this thing? Very self-aggrandizing. Oh, oh, by the way, this song happens to be on the soundtrack to a new major motion picture that I actually am a, have a role in. Okay, okay, Indiana Jones. Well, you know, the director, Put your whip away. The director found the song first, and then he liked my voice so much that he said you should you should voice a character in the movie. So that's kind of how that was the genesis of that. But anyways, it just it's kind of interesting how that song about, you know, finding your home, finding your anchor in this world. Oh, yeah. Is yeah. also sort of in, in no place like yeah, home. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Perfect. Sweet. Yeah. 
Well, thank you very much, Mr. Gomberg. We have to we have to mosey on, but uh, right. I know we're all looking forward to hearing the new record. What's the, do we have a title for the new record? Um, I guess I can reveal the title. We, we it's like a tentative title, so don't hold me to this if we change it. But it's <laughs> um, it's called a safe harbor for wayward echoes. A safe harbor for wayward echoes. Yeah, because the songs are like sort of like, you know, sailors that board a ship in their journey through the ocean. And that ship is like kind of the listener of the songs, which also kind of resonates with some of the themes of that of that song, The Wind and the Echo. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Can I, uh, as I sign off here, can I leave you with a, a subject to, to uh, carry on with? Sure. Well, so uh, um, the other day as Hobby was playing, I hear that uh, Dave Matthews stayed there and watched and came up afterwards and talked to him and told him that he liked his music a lot and bought a CD and uh, wanted to know what the story behind that is. Everyone's throwing themselves at at, at Tobias the Owl's feet, whether it's Dave Matthews, (laughs) William Shatner, or Sheldon Gomberg. Yeah. Uh, Well... Thanks a lot for being a part of this, and we'll be, I'm sure we'll be talking with you again in the future. Great. Yeah, thanks and, for having me. And Sheldon, in case, I haven't, in case I haven't said it enough, you've been such an incredible part of the journey that my songs have taken. So I'm, I'm really grateful to you, and I, I can't oh, wait to, to, to show the world the album that we've made together this summer. Yeah, I can't wait for it to hit the world, too. So cool. thank you. It's been great for me, and, and uh, I appreciate it. I'm so glad that you asked me to do it in the first place. Thanks for listening to Radio 8 Ball. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe to us on iTunes or Stitcher, and check out our website and the links provided for info about past and future shows on the Radio 8 blog, our ongoing Patreon campaign, and where you can download our Radio 8 Ball app that allows you to engage the Pop Oracle directly in the form of every song ever performed in the history of Radio 8 Ball. I hope today's musical divination brings and brought the sync to you wherever you are. And until next time... I'm your host, Andras Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle. It's the Radio Show. It's a good show.